This was a sermon preached February 27th, 2022 at the Episcopal Church of the Ascension. It's entitled Light for the World. May the Spirit breathe through us and fill us, and may the light of your Son, Jesus Christ, radiate from us. Amen. Many of you may already have picked up on this about me. I'm a crier. Always have been, likely always will be. My grandmother once told me she envied my tears because she found herself later in life without the ability to cry. Crying became something she missed. And her sharing this with me made me realize how much I appreciate my tears because my tears show me the movement of the Spirit in my life. And you know what makes me tear up more than anything? The thing surely to draw tears is seeing and witnessing the manifestation of God's love flowing through this world. When you see how someone's actions or words or tone of voice or even a gesture meets someone and impacts them in such a way that you sense the love of God has just been made known to them. There I am crying. Lately, I found I'm more likely to cry at these kind of spirit-filled moments of God's love landing in the world than genuinely sad events. Years ago now, I had a friend tell me that he cried when his son was being baptized. Right there for everyone to see, he couldn't hold it in. He was so moved that the tears just fell right out. He couldn't control it. In that moment, he could feel how much God and the surrounding community loved his child, and it broke his heart right open, and the tears flooded his face. Even retelling the story to me later, his face was glowing with tears and a sense of vulnerability. Just this week, I was moved to tears a number of times, reading text about my godson's improving health after surgery, Another time sitting in meditation, grateful for the unforeseen synchronicity of life and God's movement in the community and my own life. Another time reading an email from a parishioner who had just become a dad for the first time that week. In my mind's eye, I could see him and his wife, their faces totally aglow with love for this precious new life. And then again, tears hearing about people's overwhelming response to the world premiere of I Can't Breathe, which was performed in Knoxville, an opera that explores themes of grief and loss, love, identity, and hope. People were moved to tears and stood applauding, needing to express their awe and gratitude, an outward expression of how the Spirit breathed through the experience and brought them closer to God. When we open ourselves up to the nearness of God, when the love of God flows through our lives, expectedly or unexpectedly, the nearness, the love holds the power to fill us up by the breath of the Spirit, increase the wattage of the light of Christ shining from us, and it transforms our lives. And if we're lucky, this happens far more than once in a lifetime. Today is Transfiguration Sunday, a glorious feast day wherein three disciples witnessed Jesus on a mountaintop praying. 
In prayer, his face changes, his clothes become dazzling white. Not only that, they see Moses and Elijah chatting it up with Jesus. Three disciples stand by witnessing the transfiguration of their beloved teacher right before their very eyes. Amidst all this changing and dazzling, it's easy to overlook, however, what Jesus, Moses, and Elijah are chatting about. The conversation is anything but dazzling and reason to beam. They're discussing Jesus' departure, which is about to be accomplished in Jerusalem. Jesus opens himself to God through prayer on that mountaintop. In doing so, he opens himself to receive the wisdom, strength, and guidance he needs to move through the next chapter of God's plan, the next stretch, which will require offering more than anyone has ever given humanity. In this prayerful open space of reverence and surrender, God sends two prophetic saints who can maybe best relate to Jesus' plight. Two saints to remind Jesus he's not alone. Two saints to see Jesus and offer guidance for what is to come to pass. In Jesus' openness to God through prayer, God meets him with the embodiment of empathy. God could have answered Jesus' prayer by simply saying, Jesus, I have you. This is going to be hard, and I have you. I will not leave you for one second. And imagine this is all true, and God likely conveyed this to his beloved son in one way or another, or many ways, and and in God's loving compassion and empathy, he offers companions who can come close to understanding, companions who can really see Jesus, companions who can offer their own experience, strength, and hope simply by holding presence with Jesus in prayer. Moses, I mean, Moses would have had some understanding of the road before Jesus. Moses, too, had a mountaintop experience with God, which likely more accurately felt like a wilderness experience than a mountaintop experience. Forty days and forty nights of no food and nothing to drink. Sounds more like a season of Lent on a mountain than a mountaintop high. And God infuses his presence within Moses on that mountain. Moses' ability to endure the 40 days and 40 nights created an opening for the Spirit to move in and take up more residence within him. The moment created more room for God's light to shine within and from him. So much so, so that as he walked back down that mountain, Aaron and all the Israelites saw Moses and they were afraid to come near him. We see this throughout the scriptures, don't we? People fear close encounters with the divine or the divine presence within someone. Maybe it's because we fear change. Close encounters with God, they change us. They transform our lives. Even when it leads to our faces shining, we know instinctively something will be asked of us. Some version of 40 days and 40 nights is somewhere tucked within the shine. We often focus so much on Transfiguration Sunday, on the dazzling Jesus and the shine of Moses' face, that we often miss or overlook 
that they were both coming through dark places. Those mountaintop experiences for both of them were difficult in their own way. Both Moses and Jesus surrendered to God in God's arduous and demanding plan for them, and God met them. He brightened the divine light already woven within them and sent them back out, empowered, enlightened, lit up into the world to accomplish his plans on earth and embody, shine, radiate the divine light within the world. Paul tells us in 2 Corinthians that it's not just Moses and Jesus who experience transfiguration, all God's people, that's you and me. We are called, part of our walk with Christ is the transfiguration of our bodies, the moments when our faces beam with nearness to God, having come through some form of darkness. Paul says, the Lord is the Spirit, and where the Spirit of the Lord is, there is freedom. And all of us, with unveiled faces, seeing the glory of the Lord, as though reflected in a mirror, are being transformed into the same image from one degree of glory to another. For this comes the Lord, the Spirit. So the reason why I couldn't wait to see these family, these new mom and dad and their precious new son, It's because I couldn't wait to see the nearness of God shining from their face. The vulnerability of bringing a new baby home, feeling the immense pressure to care and love for this tiny little thing held in your arms. It's breathtaking, terrifying, and amazing. Years ago, those vulnerable tears on my friend's face as he watched his son being baptized. Transfiguration. He felt the nearness of God, not only within his own soul, he felt it within his son. He felt God drawing near to his son, marking him as his own forever. The vulnerability of of it all, it's breathtaking. The theology of transfiguration gives us immense hope for our lives, hope that can make us feel warm and safe, empowered to meet our lives and trust in a loving God moving in and through us, guiding us. And let's not miss the power of what can happen when we collectively, routinely make a practice of surrendering to God in prayer. What's going on between Ukraine and Russia right now? Imagine Just imagine if all people of faith all around the world turning towards God in prayer, surrendering to God's guidance and love and allowing the breath of the Holy Spirit to move through them and harness God's power within them for good, for the good of all humanity. Let me say that again. Imagine. Just imagine if all people of faith were turning towards God in prayer, surrendering to God's guidance and love and allowing the breath of the Holy Spirit to move through them and harness God's power within them for good, the good for all humanity. We're turning our faces during the season of Lent 
returning anew to God. This Lent, I'm intentionally sitting in prayer, dwelling with the Holy Spirit, meditating on God's divine light within, and asking God what, how, to be the best vessel of light I can be. I invite you to join me. Because the way I see it, the world needs the divine light shining for all of humanity ever brighter. The world needs the power of this holy light to guide us in making good and wise, loving, compassionate decisions in the best interest of all humanity. Together, brothers and sisters in Christ, May we be part of the movement of God in this world and shine the light of Christ ever brighter. May we harness our capacity for God's goodness. May we do it for the children being born into the world, the children being baptized into the body of Christ, the Ukrainian children who are living in so much fear and terror. May we do it for ourselves, our own souls and bodies. May we do this for our neighbors, our neighbors that live next door and those all around the world. And may we harness this capacity for God's goodness, shine the light of Christ ever brighter as an act of love for the God who loves us so boldly. Amen. If you'd like an opportunity to meditate live, I invite you to go to my website, www.carolinevogel.com, and find information about meditating every Saturday morning on the app Insight Timer, 8 a.m. Eastern Time, every Saturday morning. Uh, We dwell in meditation in body and spirit, big as spirit, connecting with the Holy Spirit within us and throughout our community and the world. I'm also offering um, Sunday evenings through the season of Lent, 8 p.m. Eastern time on Sundays. Sundays, 8 p.m. Eastern. And this is a time to meditate very intentionally through the season of Lent. How can we use the spiritual practice of meditation and mindfulness to move our way very intentionally through this holy season the season of wilderness, so that we come through this time into the day of Easter and the season of Easter tide, more closely aligned with the Holy Spirit, living in more unity with a loving God. So again, you can find opportunities, uh, more information about Insight Timer, <clears throat> the app, and links directly on my website, www.carolinevogel.com. Thanks for being here. Feel free to share sermons and meditation information and meditations with family and friends. I so appreciate meditating and dwelling in the Spirit together.